Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fadero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 291. We are having some motherfucking fun. Fenero, are we allowed to swear on Rookie Fever? Did we just oh, lose yeah. all our sponsors? Oh, yeah. We don't do it often, but, you know, you have to do it at 291, don't you? I think so. With it, When you come in like that. <laughs> when you come in like that. And I'm here, as always, with the feverish Fenero. And we brought in a very special guest. We've had a lot of, like, very smart Debbie players on lately we've super enjoyed them we like you a lot but we wanted to dumb it down a little bit (laughs) and we brought in the one and only john hogue (laughs) this is is how you dumb it down (laughs) and you tell me like after you hit record then i'm just i'm just brought in to to just to you know just to give everybody a break from like actual analysis but but you're but you're super flexy john <laughs> that's true I am no there. but but seriously john is one of the smartest guys like he just looks at it he has his own approach he doesn't care about other people's super appreciate him super smart guy honestly but honestly Fernero and i were missing a little bit something and all of our guests Again, have been awesome, super smart guys, but we just wanted to chill a little bit and and just kind of go at it a little bit different way. And super flex, dude, it's been too long. If anybody has missed it for any reason, we've brought it up on the show a couple times now, but you should check out Super Flex Super Show. If you like hearing my voice, I've been there for the standard operating procedures with John. And you'll see tonight, you'll probably like hearing his voice more than mine. <laughs> so it's a great place to go. But thanks for being here, dude. And, no, and, thanks uh, for having me back, guys. Appreciate oh, it. Absolutely. Yeah. So we can, I, and we I, can wanted, I wanted to quickly ask you why you hate rookies so much, but we're going to, we're going to let that <laughs> oh, marinate. Yeah. We're, we're going to let that marinate a little <laughs> bit because I might, I might have Fenero come at you for that one. Plus you. And, and and I'm I know that you have a specific name in mind too. Like, well, why do you hate rookies, and particularly why do you hate this rookie running back from Seattle? Why, why? do you hate Kenneth Walker? Yeah, <laughs> we're we're gonna get <laughs> so there. We got like, a lot to yeah, a lot to unpack there. But so then, man, this is so we were supposed to record this show earlier this week. I talked to Fenero enough to know more than I like to know going into a show, to be completely honest with you. So I don't know if your feverish has stayed the same or not. Can I ask you that? On on Kenneth Walker specifically? Um, no, I thought your feverish oh, was... I did switch my feverish. Okay, so you switched your feverish. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm still going to throw it at you. So we get to see Brian Robinson start the game Thursday night. <sighs> Man, the, the, it's there's been a lot of like... Disappointment, I guess. He did get the one touchdown so far. Mm-hmm. So, have your expectations changed after seeing that first game? Can I, man, can I kind of throw in how I feel right here? Yeah, do it. I feel like we need to be a little bit more patient than just like shitting all over Brian Robinson on a Thursday night game. That's fair enough. But anyway, 
Yeah, so the 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 blessing about a Thursday night game is I can really watch it. On mm-hmm. Sunday, it's really tough with everything that's on. So it was underwhelming. Um, I was prepared to be quite feverish if we had recorded before the Thursday night game about Brian Robson. That's cooled off some, but I agree with you, Swags. Let's relax a little bit. Um, <clears throat> when he played Dallas, he only had nine carries for 22 yards, but Dallas is a tough matchup. Now, the feet, the fifth least fantasy points to the RB position, but Chicago is something to get excited about being the 25th worst. And he almost doubled his carries and only had 60. So he's averaging like 3.5 yards a carry. So nothing sexy to get feverish about here yet. But he also has some juicy matchups coming up, including the Vikings, the Texans, and the Falcons in the next six. So I think there's good things to come. John, do you think they go back to Antonio Gibson? I mean, he looked better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he looked, Even he, I can say that. And I, I've been very anti-Antonio Gibson. I'll, I'll say it. Yeah. Like, I think we're all on the same page as far as uh, Brian Robinson is the better running back and should be the lead back going forward. But, man, like Gibson, at least for one night, just looked better, even though they were force-feeding Brian Robinson. Just like Gibson was just – he had more juice. He was kind of trucking people and, and, you know, running with power, running angry, which is what I love. So – uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think they can get away from him. I think they can probably continue to talk themselves into, you know, giving the majority of the workload to Brian Robinson. But I don't I don't think that they can fully get away from Gibson unless they figure out a trade. I'd be all right with that. Like free free the man. Get him out of there if you don't want to use him. Yeah. And the other thing that we don't talk about as often as maybe we should, is this the O-line. You know, we see it with Jonathan Taylor even. And this Washington offensive line is struggling. They're ranked 27th in the league, according to PFF. Chicago had the worst run D this past th- Thursday. The worst run D in the league. And had three sacks and held Washington to 12 points. Like, they're struggling. Wentz is out there just trying to survive. Like, it's it's not going to make Gibson or Robinson have an easy time of it you know it's 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 going to be something that's going to be tough this season even if you like either one yep and, and like it or not brian robinson it was his first start and probably mm-hmm. still getting a little bit used to this speed he lost a little bit of time with injury yep. absolutely i want to like him so much <laughs> <laughs> i think he'll be fine but yeah it's just i mean we've 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 got a sample size here with Antonio Gibson. We don't have that with Brian Robinson yet, but I mean, we've got, that's what, what it is. Though, John. Do I years. like, do I dislike Antonio Gibson so much that I want to like, it's the shade on Gibson and Brian Robinson is my lemonade to just kind of chill. And <laughs> I don't know, maybe somewhere in between, honestly, like you don't, you don't have to, you don't like, I don't think that you have to, you know, totally hate Antonio Gibson. Like I said, I mean, we've got two and a quarter years now. We've seen enough of Antonio Gibson. Yeah, you can. (laughs) You definitely (laughs) get a free country. Hate him all you want. Hate whoever you want. (laughs) Um, But no, like, I I think that, like, I don't, I don't hate Antonio Gibson as a player. Certainly don't hate him as a person. I've never met him. So I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's delightful. (laughs) But like, I, have just seen enough of him to to know that that's not you know the the way that I want to score fantasy points like it just it 
generally speaking, it's he's just uh, a, you know just not enough nice upside. Yeah, not enough upside, and especially when you know that he's not going to get all the passing work ever. It's that's going to be McKissick, and you know you, now you know he's probably not going to get the goal line work. Like even if they did go back to him as one A. You're still going to see Brian Robinson. You're still going to see J.D. McKissick. So it's like, what the hell is the point for fantasy purposes? Like, it doesn't give us another fantasy viable running back out of that backfield. It just muddies the water and makes all of them suck, you know? <laughs> like, it hurts all of them. So so that's... I it. like that you brought that up, though. It, it made me think of a strategy that, like, I'll sometimes use if I'm trying to trade a player. Let's say for today we're trying to trade Antonio Gibson or... Brian Robinson, you don't like either of them, and you're ready to move on. I like the idea of approaching whichever owner has the other one and trying to get them to that team because, in a weird way, I'm really not helping that team. I'm just not hurting them. I'm giving them their insurance policy. When one of them's gone, it's easier to pick which one to start. But really, their lineup never changes. They just have one starter. And because they're valued so high, like um, A.J. Dillon, who I really liked a lot this offseason, but he was also somebody that if I was trying to move, I wanted to move him to the Aaron Jones team because I didn't feel like it made that team better. It just helped them keep going. And I was more fine than that with helping them keep going than making them stronger. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and it's funny. Like people definitely, I I, I I will forever have an axe to grind about this. But like people will talk about how they don't want to handcuff their own running backs. They don't want to capture an entire backfield. But you find out, you know, when the rubber hits the road, like they'll you know they'll go on on Twitter with all the frequency behind them and say, yeah, you know, handcuff get other people's handcuffs. And then in their league, when nobody's watching, then all of a sudden it's a priority to have both both running backs. So, you know, they'll value them. They'll value, you know, Gibson more if they've got Robinson. I feel like part person. of the reason for that is if, if you handcuff your running backs, zero RB doesn't work anymore for those guys. So it's yeah. like that crowd, like zero RB only works if those guys are available. And if I have Penny and Walker... Zero RB doesn't work as good, right? And for me, John, I think I think I'm I'm kind of a little bit of both. Like if I have a running back that's in a uh, an awesome backfield with a great O line that runs first, like then I want the backup on that team. But mm-hmm. if I have a running back that you know is a little bit more of a flex option, I don't need his backup. I would rather just get someone else's backup and yeah. roll the dice there. But if if it's a juicy backfield. Yeah, I'm going to handcuff my guy. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just, you know, kind of wanting the best of it no matter, you know, what the yep. what their what their role is. So, um there's nothing wrong with chasing that, but it also like it it is a little bit different thing because I mean, now at least in theory, Antonio Gibson is the actual handcuff, but before that uh, you know, it's it's like when we were talking about Gibson and McKissick, for instance, we you know, it's not really like a handcuff situation. It's almost like they play two totally different positions. Yep. You know, the pass catcher and the, the early downs runner. It's it's really kind of two different things. So it's I, I will acknowledge that it's it's hard to have that conversation about 
you know, like make blanket statements about handcuffing. Like you have to go through and define like what what is a handcuff and who are the handcuffs in this in this league. But I mean, I think what we're talking about now is I think that's kind of I, I think it applies. You know, I think Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson, you know, it's uh, you you almost do want to capture that because, first of all, you're probably just going to feel good starting Robinson as long as he's healthy. And then second, if he goes down, you know that Antonio Gibson has, you know, just as much upside as anybody. It's interesting, too, though, because I think you guys are both right. And then but then you start to think of teams like um, like Detroit, for example, who is probably not a good example because Swift when healthy is stud. But like Detroit, how many teams would you rather have two of their running backs than one of Miami's? (laughs) <laughs> and I, yeah. I'll take either. I'll, I mean, I'll even take Gibson or Robinson yeah, over any of Miami's running backs. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll take Jamal or Swift. That's obvious. But Herbert's man, a great one. I want Herbert if I have Montgomery. Yeah. So there are also teams where it's like I don't want any of their running backs. I don't, I don't care who I'm handcuffing. Like I don't feel good starting a running back off Miami weekly. You know, weekly nah. maybe week yeah. six with all these buys, I could see throwing somebody in, but. Or Atlanta or Philadelphia. You don't really, just don't even want to mess with it. Finero, I talk to John a lot. I talk to you a lot. I'm going to let you take care of John here on all his hate towards Walker and rookies. (laughs) And if you need to scream, just throw your finger up (laughs) and let it out, man. Actually, John, I mean, I do, I am curious what you He's like, where do I start? He's like, I I am curious what you don't like about Kenneth Walker specifically. I mean, like for me, the, the best thing, the best thing that I saw was what happened when Penny got hurt. I mean, they it it was not a mixed backfield at all. It was completely his. He was out yeah. there all day and the next day. And then he shows off that that cutback and vision and then taking advantage of that with that crazy burst. He has the same speed as Brees Hall. Um is he is he a pass catcher like Brees Hall? No. Uh is Seattle known for running the ball? Absolutely. Uh, that run, by the way, he was clocked at 20.93 miles per hour <laughs> in yeah. that run. Um, it's, I don't know, man. I'm really, really excited about Ken Walker. And I know the community is, and I think sometimes that, that brings out people who don't want to jump on board because they don't want to be a part of the consensus. But I can't, I can't not be excited about the opportunity ahead of him. Can you tell me what you just don't like about Kenneth Walker, the prospect? Well, it's it's not uh, so it's not a huge dislike, um, it, you know, we, the way we kind of set it up. It's it and it's really just kind of focused on this season. Like it's um, it's it's, you know, not a great offensive line. Uh, I mean, they never have a good old line. So who's to say that that gets better? But at least for the moment, it's it's a pretty bad offensive line. They've got a tough schedule. That's the big thing going forward. They're going to have a really tough schedule. As far as him as a prospect, it's it's just the the pass catching. It really is. But uh, and and you know they've got pass catching specialists and they're not afraid to use them. So you know right now immediately it's going to be DJ Dallas and then Travis Homer comes off off of IR and it's going to be you know he's going to be pretty involved. So. You just kind of, he's he's never going to, 
I won't say never, but at least here in 2022, he's not going to fully consolidate that backfield any more than Rashad Penny did. As far as long term, though, if we're talking dynasty, I'm I'm super excited about Kenneth Walker. I think that they have a much better running back now than what they had, you know, uh, with, with what they've had with Rashad Penny. So, uh, and, and I he, think they're and he was like the running back of Amon Ross St. Browns at the end of 2021. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I know, and and it was like it was always kind of tantalizing. Um, every now and then, like he would just get in for a game or two and ju- they would just pile so much volume on him that he couldn't help, but, you know, give you a 160 yard, two touchdown game. But for the most part, it was, it was just, it was, it's always been very obvious to me. Like, it's not even an injury thing. Like I, I feel bad for the guy, the injuries, it, like the number of injuries that he's had and the magnitude of the injuries. Like, I hate that part. It legitimately is the way he runs the football is just it's not it's not conducive to like I said, I like guys who run angry. He's not that, you know, he's he's very like uh, it's almost like a lazy approach to running the football. And it just it's like that. That's not that's not something that's going to you know, be consistently successful. The explosion that you get from Kenneth Walker, the acceleration that you get from Kenneth Walker and the way that he hits a hole before it's even there. uh, That's the type of thing that, you know, ultimately leads to, you know, running back one overall type of upside and certainly, you know, like a top five finish somewhere, you know, in the next two or three years. Hmm. I think that's what I, you know, Again, and I agree with you. I mean, you you can't get excited about the penny injury, but I think when you drafted Walker, everyone was kind of making year one a mulligan. And it wasn't just because of Penny's presence. It was because Seattle was supposed to be just horrendous and not be able to move the ball. That's not happening. Geno Smith is moving this offense forward. They're putting themselves in scoring position. Like, and their defense is horrible. That might, that might hurt a running back a little bit. But as far as, uh, as far as, um, you know, you mentioned that O line. I, I, I saw two stats that I, I just was kind of taken aback by. The Seahawks as a team, the running backs rank first in rush yards per carry at 6.08 and second in yards before contact. Mm. I, I just, that really surprised me. You would think because yeah. Penny only had one big game before he got hurt. So I was just a little surprised by that. And Kenneth Walker wasn't doing much of anything. But I guess as a unit combined, I guess the road line can't be that bad, at least not for the runners. And, and yeah. Walker has specifically thrived inside and not outside with that speed. So I think he's, he hasn't, he still has more to give us because he's only been given us to its up the gut, including that long run. That wasn't all around the edge. So right. he still has that speed to get around the edge that we haven't seen. So I think there's, I think, I think this season there's some stuff to get excited about. Yeah, possibly. I mean, <clears throat> it was a much easier schedule to start the season. Uh, it's also been the, the other thing to, to, that causes concern for me has been the game scripts that they've been creating for him. Sure. That's not a good defense. And I, this has been kind of a, a tent pole strategy for me for a long time. I love having the, the uh, lead back on a team that has a really good defense. 
Like, that's always been a value to me with, Dude. for instance, New England running backs, even though, you know, that's always been a, it's always been a mess there. We just, we know that it kind of doesn't matter who it is. Somebody's going to get pretty significant volume because they're going to create a game script, you know, at least it, no, typically. I, I absolutely love that. And yeah. I, I, I don't listen to a lot of content, but I have not heard anybody mention what you just mentioned in a really long time. Really? Um, even often, sometimes we'll be like, um, oh, I got Kenneth Walker because I wanted that. Oh, I was going to say Russell Wilson, but I wanted that Geno and Walker stack. And to me, that's mm. not a stack. No. Yeah. It's the opposite. No. The stack is Kenneth Walker and Seattle yeah. because they work together. In, and they the defense slows it down for the runner and they they just work together like and that's yeah. the, that's the way you want to stack it like your good running backs with your good defense like you said and your wide receivers are for the quarterback obviously in the tight end but um that the defense and the running back stack it's old school because yep. we don't we don't really like play that way a bunch anymore, but when you have a defense in like a redraft format or something like dude, I, it, it works actually. It works. They work together. Yeah, it does. It's, it's just too bad that the best defense is right now, you know, it's like Buffalo, it's Philadelphia, it's, you know, the LA Rams, like the, these defenses are, you know, it's this, it's this great defense that's creating opportunities for a running back. And then there isn't really a running back that you trust on that roster. Yeah. But, <clears throat> you know, it's Maybe something to chase. It's traded. Yeah. Finero, John and I have a, a small side bet going here. <laughs> <laughs> Would you prefer this year points, let's say PPR. Is that fair, John? Half PPR. Mm -hmm. Kenneth Walker or A.J. Brown, rest of season. I think it has to be full PPR. Full PPR. Can we yeah. assume healthy, or does that not matter? Um, yeah, I don't care about that part. I don't really care either that much, yeah. to be honest with you. We can talk about that later. But who would you rather have for the season in your flex spot? Let's take away the running back scarcity. Yeah. Oh, you're taking that away? Just for your flex spot, bro. All right. If you take away the scarcity, I'll go A.J. Brown. It was close. It was close. You take away the scarcity. The scarcity is going to have me go to the running back. I just have to. But the if you take away the scarcities in my flex, I have one or the other rest of season. Yep. I'll take AJ Brown. It's going to be m less consistent, I think, than Kenneth Walker will be, but it'll be more like weeks where AJ Brown could win it for me. Really? With yeah. a safe floor. I, I kind of think it's the opposite. I think AJ Brown is going to be more consistent, and Kenneth Walker is going to have the higher ceiling. But, mm. yeah, overall, I mean, I'll take that consistency. I'll take a consistent wide receiver one. I'll take Walker. <laughs> That's why we bet it, though. I, I think he's got the safer weekly floor, maybe a little yeah. bit closer to the Finero side there. I'm not quite sure if that's exactly what Finero said <laughs> or meant, but I think that he has that floor that's just going to ride it out throughout the season. But I think, I think that of a lot of running backs, to be completely honest with you. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. Yep. Eight carries, 88 yards, one. one touchdown. <laughs> and, yeah, the receptions and targets. Like, man, if you're in a standard league, go throw in some strong offers for Kenneth Walker. Seriously. John, why do you hate rookies? <laughs> standard league, sure. Why do you hate rookies? <laughs> uh, is it, the, is it just this class? Was it no? You guys. I, I'm answering for you. Why do you hate rookies? <laughs> do you remember? 
it, it's a little bit this class. Um, no, it, like, do you guys remember on draft day when the coach is talking about, uh, about, yeah, Bo Callahan might be the best prospect I've ever seen, but I hate rookies. <laughs> they're stupid and they're scared. <laughs> like, it's kind of, it's kind of true. It's, it's, it's not even that, like, it's, it's not that what I think they're doing is stupid. It's just that, uh, you know, you're, you're not getting, you're not getting max output from them in year one, you know, and, and that's kind of to be expected for the most part, you know, we're, we're really just looking for them to develop and, you know, learn the offense, learn the, you know, learn the system, learn the, the pro game, get used to the, they all talk about the speed all the time, how much faster the pro game is than college. It's all of that. And it's just the fact that, you know, for us, for fantasy purposes, we know for a fact that we're not going to get the the absolute best of this player because it's his first season. Like, it, that's just a certainty, you know? It's, it's, they almost never have, in fact, I, I struggle to think of an example of a guy who did have his career year as a rookie. Barkley. So far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it, it but he, lo- I mean, this is his first Kenny shot Galladay. since then. Is- Kenny Galladay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's there have been some guys who like. <laughs> that's a joke. It <laughs> doesn't count. But, yeah, but I mean, it, you know, if we have any expectations of these players long term, like Drake London is, it, it looks like he's going to have a very good rookie year. But it's just frustrating as hell to know that. Like this isn't the best of Drake London. I've got him in my lineup right now, and he's he's doing well. But next year, like in a redraft league, somebody else is going to get him, and he's going to be you know significantly better than he was this year. And that that's just annoying to me. Yeah, but in redraft, you can you can really get like if you Drake London is an example where you know the hype was all out there, and you would have to actually like draft him, yeah. or like you know if you were drafting. If you weren't drafting, I say, like in the last month, you were getting Damian Pierce in double digit rounds. You were getting, like, I have in Scott Fish, I have Might Dobbs. Have been waivers. <laughs> in Scott Fish, I have uh, Romeo Dobbs, who can start on my team. I have Damian Pierce, who can start on my team. And I still love Jahan Dotson this year when he mm-hmm. gets healthy. So, like, those are three rookies that I took a flyer on instead of, like, trying to, to, to get some vet that is going to have some comeback year. So, I think, I don't know. I think in redraft in particular, I think. Um, they get looked down on because you have to wait. But I think if you select the right one, you're taking flyers in those late rounds anyway. If you select the right one or two, um, they can really help your squads. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with what I'm getting from Drake London. I'm just, it, it's a little bit like, uh, you know, I like I, I, I've told this story before, but, um, you know, my uh, I had a girlfriend, you know, many years ago now who had never been in a relationship before. And, you know, we had this, uh, we had this, you know, three-year relationship or whatever. And in that time, she kind of learned how to be in a relationship, like how to fight, when to fight, you know, how to, how to, you know, be affectionate, stuff like that. And then we broke up and within a year, she's married. And it's like, I, like I was the one who put in the time <laughs> to teach it, you know, if, yeah. if, for her to learn how sure. to do this and for somebody else to benefit from it. <laughs> That's one of the ultimate injustices of being a human being 
but it it's you know it kind of applies to fantasy football as well like i'm i'm you know is i'm i'm getting something out of drake london right now like this it's good for me to have drake london in my life right now but somebody is going to get you know something far greater than what i'm getting uh, just because you know right now he's as good as he is he's he's still learning like he's not anywhere close to his ceiling and they'll have to pay more next year too though true that's definitely true but he'll be worth get the girl that wants more now (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep but my, head, my head was going in a couple different places, and I left it alone. A, that, <laughs> that analogy has some 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 dark turns. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they're not. All our listeners are trying to figure out where, where my head was at. Oh, I'm but. sure they've got <laughs> some ideas. Wait, I'm what's sure. the what's the dark stuff? <laughs> dark stuff. <sighs> Rookie fever, the dark side. I mean, I'm not in prison, so. <laughs> Is this Damian Pierce's best season of his career? No. Nice. RB12 this week, RB5 last week, RB10 the week before. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be close. And that is pretty typical for a running back to have, like, to be close to their ceiling in year one. But then typically you see, because, uh, you know, and we saw it in week one with Damian Pierce, he he touched the ball very little. They thought Rex Burkhead was the only guy who knows how to pack, uh, how to pass pro, you know? So like, they're, they're just like, all right, Rex Burkhead is the guy over and over, even though, uh, you know, they, like they didn't even really give da- Damian Pierce a chance. And then in week two, they finally give him a significant amount of the workload. And they're like, actually like this guy is better at absolutely everything than Rex Burkhead, which I mean, fantasy players could have told <laughs> Could have told them that, but, you know, and and ever since then, it's just kind of been taken off. But next year, in year two, Damian Pierce goes in, you know, not only with the talent, not only with, you know, young, fresh legs, but now he goes in with some credibility with the coaching staff, too. So, yeah, yeah, he's good. I don't think they need to pay up. No. To get another running back or anything like that. They shouldn't. Yeah, they they have so many other holes to fill. That'd be stupid. If Meanwhile, they, you have Marlon Mack out there trying to see his, if he can get as many team jerseys in 2022 <laughs> as Damian Pierce gets touchdowns. He's going to have trouble keeping up. Nice. And what's he at, like four or five? Like how many jerseys has Marlon Mack gotten this year? Just this year, yeah. Like I'll get a little check in a new jersey. Like, dude, that's a sweet gig. Like, come on. Uh, yeah. we, we joke and rag on these guys when they get cut, but that's a sweet gig. Yeah. Imagine if that was your job. Like, yeah, I got a bunch of jerseys with my name on. Got three hundred and fifty thousand for being on the practice squad. And- yeah. I'm a professional football practicer. <laughs> practicer. <laughs> nice. Professional practicer. That's awesome. All right. So you guys can fight for this to see who who answers first. Or do you guys have your notes open? Yeah. Uh yes. Okay. You guys are fighting for it. Who is not going to make the ne- this top 12 list the rest oh. of the season? Rest of season? Uh, well, what, what should it be, Fenero? Out of, that's out of any rookie or the class. one that's out of any rookie or the 12 that are on the list now? The 12 on from oh, wow. week okay. six. Uh, Who is the least likely? I mean, there we, you go. There you go. Least likely. That's fair enough. Least likely. 
Khalil Shakir. Yep. Easily. Yeah. As that offense gets healthier, there's less and less opportunity available for him. That's the John Voodoo. Like, John loved Shakir like two or three weeks ago. Now he's like, no, he's <laughs> done with it's, him. It's a when there's list. nobody left, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a healthy list. Like, there's some decent. No, I, uh, I think I'd probably agree. You almost want to say Kate Otten, but man, seven targets. It's pretty good. Way, man. I was, I was, I was freaking... tempted to say James Cook. <laughs> Ooh. I was. Ouch. Oh. I was tempted. Yeah. Uh, that was a real bummer for me to see that Kate Otten was on there because that was one of the guys I was going to talk about later. So now I still have to come up with another freaking rookie name. <laughs> and now I have to do it live on air. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is at the end of the show, and John is obsessed with it here in the middle of the show. He's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you guys have got a top 12 here the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> we still have ish wishing fevers, John. You got plenty of time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I but I have to think that. of uh, like any any rookie who isn't already listed here, and w- <laughs> I mean, you guys have most of them listed. I uh, between like the top twelve plus the guys who were already not eligible. It's like there is seriously nothing. <laughs> I was, I was like I said, I was going to talk about Kate Otten. That's how bad it is. And you are coming off the guests' best two weeks in a yeah, row. I mean, dude. the guests were really sucky. Lots of no pressure. pressure. But if you you could take the guests right back to where they belong, below me, <laughs> below, <My> me. <laughs> <laughs> below me, but uh, we'll we'll have to see. But Finero brought up a great point. We should probably get to ish wish or feverish. John, where would you like to start? Which category here do you want? You can go with ish, wish, or feverish. We've all got somebody for all the categories. If if we double up, it's no big deal. It's just more fun for conversation. Yeah. Let's just get the ish out of the way because, I mean, I I think there's one. I think there's one guy. So um, this could be a pretty quick one. <laughs> <laughs> we just all say Sky more and move on. Like, mm. there's just. Uh, I'm for I, it. <laughs> they're just like they're just last week is, though he was john lobs and, and my Spinero's wish. wish and i was yep. just like oh my god i have to say a lot of this. people are wishing for sky more he was a first yeah. round pick for many yeah i yeah. get the wish i get the wish yeah yeah I he's mean, definitely been ish wish. though man yeah oh he's been very ish <laughs> ish at best and and the problem is just about it feels like just about every relevant rookie is either at least flashed yeah. or yep. has just not been on the field. Yep. So it's like, who else is, is there? It's, that's, it's scary time. Yeah. And he has everybody's it. favorite quarterback. Yeah. It's scary time. Yeah. Yeah. He's no Isaiah Spiller, but he's, he's close. I think like, I, I, man, I think that it is Sky Moore though. Like muted, huh? <clears throat> I am muted. There we go. You guys are smart. <laughs> but but I agree. I think it is Sky Moore. I think it's tough for it not to be. Even though last week he was both your guys' wish, yours and John yeah. Lobbs. I'm still wishing swag. It's tough though, Finero. <laughs> Do you want my ish? Yeah, I want to I'm trying to decide if I want yeah, go for it. Uh, you don't have my ish, so don't worry about it. Um so I've been I've been uh patting myself on the back uh for Damian Pierce, so it's time for me to uh, it's time for me to ish Jalen Tolbert, who I own a ton of. 
Uh, there was no Gallup in the beginning of the season. We all thought it was Tolbert time. And Noah Brown, Dennis Houston, and help me out with this guy, Simi Fieco. Simi Fieco, did I say that right, John? Something like that. That yeah. guy. They're Thank all you. on the field. And and Jalen Tolbert, no injury, just gone. He says 23 mm-hmm. snaps in the entire season, and all of them came in week three, which he turned into illustrious two targets, one catch, and four yards. And again, I stress, no injuries. I, rookies can't go a whole season like we just talked about with Sky Moore with just zero production and expect much in year two. It's a scary position to be in, and I'm very ish on Jalen Tolbert at this point. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. And he was he was somebody that a lot of people liked, though. It wasn't just you. He was the guy lot. that I was like, this one person liked him, so now I don't. <laughs> and it Oh, worked. that's right. I remember that. We still don't know who that is, but we, uh, yeah. I know. (laughs) I know who it is. I mean, like, this game, it's a game of patterns, right? We say that all the time. And after a while, you can figure things out. And when there's a a prominent person that people buy into what he says every year, and every time you see it end up being wrong, sure, you're just kind of like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to stay away from that guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... No, that's fair, dude. Just saying. But my issue is going to be Sky Moore as well. I, I wanted to last week, to be honest with you, but I felt like everybody thought that's the words that were going to come out of my mouth. So <laughs> um, if we play this game again next week, I'll try to make it another one of my guys, though. But Sky Moore, I think, has been disappointed. I was into Sky Moore until he got drafted, and then as soon as he went to the Chiefs, everybody went crazy. Yeah, this is true. So, so. John, who are you wishing for? I'm wishing for Sam Howell for multiple, mm. multiple reasons. Don't we have a broken finger? Uh, y- yeah, this uh, this wish has uh, has some legs, as yep. it were. Like, there's a chance here. I mean, they still have to choose, you know, to go with the rookie Sam Howell over Taylor Hineke, mm-hmm. who started most of last season. So, but. Yeah, I mean, if Carson Wentz were to miss some time, we finally get an audition for Sam Howell. And I've been saying all along, I think that he unlocks a lot of upside in this offense. I think that it helps It helps Brian Robinson. It helps Jahan Dotson. So, you know, you're getting three rookie upgrades just by having Sam Howell take over as a starting quarterback. Yeah, it's a good one. I don't hate it, man. Like I've even I've been trying to acquire Sam Howell just like as a throw in or really cheap, and nobody wants to move him. I think everybody's kind of sick of Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah. Finero, your wish. Do you have a? Oh wait, wait, John, 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 John. <laughs> what is your favorite way to make a wish? Like the wishing well, a wishing chip. Uh. Uh, like blowing the dandelion, um, shooting blowing star. out the cakes on yeah, shooting star, blowing out the cakes on the candle, anything you can think of. Wishing a wish well, well. Oh, well. There's a lot of ways to wish. This is this tough. is the most important question um, of the show. That's why it's not on the sheet. Yeah, I, I think change it, fantasy rosters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it has to be the genie and the lamp, right? Like that's oh, oh that's damn. the only way that's like guaranteed wow. that you're going to get it. So, and you, Swag, you said wishes. we brought on a smart guest. He yeah. freaking killed it. That is that is the number one. You get three yeah. right off the bat, and it can and be they anything. Have to do it. Like, oh, sorry, I yelled, I mean, he's, guys. Like he's got some caveats, but like 
anything else, he, you know it's going to happen. Yeah, and you get three, and you can go big, like you yeah. said. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. The damn birthday candles, that never works out. Nah. It's never worked. You always either like tell somebody your wish or miss a candle. Yeah, there's so many rules. Yeah. <laughs> Now people hell, are getting man. lazy, and All you like, do is your, rub your the kid's lamp candle just has like a, the number one and a four. Oh, it's just like, oh, let's pick. make that's it the one on one of wishes like. right there. The freaking <laughs> genie lamp. That's pretty good. God, you become rich. You could become ah, oh, just <laughs> damn it. Yeah. We should give him all our wishes now. He should get all the wishes. Like, you should get three wishes, Fanero. All right, so one of, one of my three wishes is that I wish it was week 10 already and David Bell had uh, an actual quarterback to distribute him the ball. Brissett has only had one multiple TD game all season, averages 212 yards per game, and boasts a 65.9 QBR. He's not good enough. He's thrown five TDs all season. Deshaun Watson, give me some, give me some, give me some David Bell. I'm not trying to root for. I know it's not, it's not fun to root for for Watson, but uh, my wish is that he comes back to let me know if my David Bell shares are worth where I drafted them. Uh, yeah, I don't hate that one, dude. Deshaun Watson, he's got another case. I know. <laughs> Jeez, oh man, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, so glad I don't, man? I'm so Did glad I don't. I'm so glad I don't. I said, "Geez, oh man, I'm so glad I don't own any Deshaun Watson." But I do own a decent amount of Tolbert and Bell, so like that's why I decided to bring these two guys up on Ish Wish and Feverish because full transparency, I'm waiting on those two. Finero, does loser being me pick where they go first, or is it guests picks where they go first? I have to know. Um, I never know whether it's loser to date or loser from last week, but it's loser gets to pick. Am I loser from last week? Yeah, I think you are loser from last week. Yes. I'm loser from last week and loser. Oh, well, there you go. So you, so you should, you my should wish, pick both your picks. My wish <laughs> is that Keontae Ingram gets the workload this week with Connor and Williams both out. I'm hoping to see some touches for Ingram and for him to make it into the top 12 rookies, he will be my number one pick for week six predictions. Mm, and I'm hoping that he makes a case for himself so they do not need to chase a running back next year. All right. Go throw in some offers for Keontae Ingram on the cheap. Don't don't go. This is we're not going crazy here. <laughs> But yeah, see if you can get him as a throw in or something. He's gonna he's gonna get some opportunity this week. A little bit of play. Nobody's talking. That's my wish. And my first pick for my prediction, as I just told you guys. Look at that. Double. There goes Did another one. Time saver. <laughs> oh man, John screwed. <laughs> His keep John only names. had Is that your guy player. too? He only <laughs> had like he only had like half a player going into this game. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you wanna go first then? You can go first. No, that's okay. I I, no, I, I feel still bad. have two, so as long as you guys don't snipe me, I think uh, I, I'm going to make it all the way there, and uh, I think I'll have some for you. All right. Now we're getting to some feverish. Now start with John. Yeah, John. Feverish? You, Should feverish you, start fever, feverish? <laughs> yeah. Feverish. <laughs> I, it's so chalky, but Brees Hall. Like, this is I, – I mean, I've been saying this is the biggest buy in Dynasty football. And, it, you know, uh, you know, kind of back to what we were saying 
about, you know, rookies in general. Like, how crazy is it that this is not the best of Brees Hall? This is Brees Hall, you know, what he's doing right now. That's with him learning a new system, um, you know, getting used to yet another quarterback. This is with him, you know, going out and having to prove every week that he's a better player than Michael freaking Carter. Like, this is, <laughs> this is not what he's like this is all stuff that he's just going to get the benefit of the doubt in year two and beyond he's got running back one overall not just the upside like it's going to happen at some point my guess is 2023 he's going to be my saquon barkley going into 2023 he's going to be the guy that i'm saying this is this is who you want this is a guy that wins a league for you but you know, if it doesn't happen in 2023, it's it's still in his destiny at some point. So, like, even as good as he is right now, it's you're still not getting the best of what Brees Hall is going to give you. Yeah, how can you not be feverish about Brees Hall right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I like that too, man. It like people, he is a player that I, I do agree with you, John. I think that to add to that, buy high pay up like it's it's definitely not going to get cheaper an injury yep. won't affect his costs much the off season isn't going to buy high like don't be afraid to pay a little bit now the buy high today is probably cheaper than it will be this time next year yeah yep and he'll be he's going to be worth it so you know pay up yeah man you got me thinking of some things i don't like to think about <laughs> <laughs> man both of you guys. No, you know what? Like, fuck it. Like sometimes brand matters places, too much, huh? and I definitely don't want to be one of those people. But this is something that, like, it, it's been it's been in my head, you know, because I do believe, like, that the the dynasty is is it's about a lot of things, but sometimes it is as simple as finding the next guy before everybody else finds him at that peak value. But I think even more important than that is getting out of that guy before everybody else wants to. I and that's why that I think one. it's time that you try try to start trading Swift away. I'm not saying his value is going to dip or he's not going to produce for you, but he's got a couple years on some of the guys we're talking about now, and I'd be happy if I could get, like, Brees Hall and even a small plus still with Swift. But and, and I don't I'm not saying bad things about Swift at all, but Swift is at a peak value at a position that we see crumble no matter how much you like them. Um and I, I have a lot of Swift. Anybody that's been here with us on Rookie Fever knows that. And and John, I know you're getting attached, but I think mm-hmm. you also kinda know what I'm saying a little bit. For sure. Yeah. I mean I think you gotta wait for him to come back from injury. You've gotta see something from him again. But yeah, I mean, if like if if you're not contending right now and, you know, and you're able to because I think if you're a contender, you still write it out. You know, I still think that he can deliver you a championship this year. So um, but if you're but that's uh, when it all changes, John, is next yeah, year. Right. And then you can't Especially do this if, anymore. And Brees Hall, I don't think is going to help you significantly less than Swift will rest of season if they're both healthy really outside of swift being through his bye week i mean Brees hall's like probably going to be a consistent rb1 rest of the way he was just rb5 last week yeah i get what you're dude i i like swift over Brees hall yeah today i mean i so i think that at some point 
there has to be a focus for the New York Jets on, you know, gaining some credibility and gaining some momentum in the passing game. Like they every single they scored 40 points without throwing a touchdown pass. Like even Braxton Berrios ran a touchdown, like ran for a touchdown like that's. Mm-hmm. That's not sustainable. Like, at some point, you've got to start throwing the ball. You know, Brees Hall can still be involved in the passing game, but I think that his upside gets capped, you know, once once they try and put together a more, you know, multidimensional offense. Whereas Swift, I mean, this is like the, the only thing that's missing right now is just the health, you know, for yeah. that entire offense. Like I, all I, I'm with you, though. Like get that. your get your get all your guys back healthy and this offense I mean this offense was humming it was you know the passing game was working the running game was working it was all good What's, so what do you expect the weekly average to be between Brees Hall and Swift both healthy both healthy uh, so I don't like averages because um, it doesn't really tell the story. Typically, but I mean, I think that like on average, Swift probably outscores Hall by in the neighborhood of five points a game. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Rest of the way. And, and like you with said, a, I mean, that's a not higher ceiling, though, correct? No, I agree. But for for what I'm going to say next, it kind of just because th- I like Swift more, too. I agree with everything you just said about Swift. Mm-hmm. I like Swift a lot. Like this is not. For me, I'm not doing a player comparison here. I'm not trying to tell you who's better. I'm trying to tell you that next year you can't get Brees Hall and as big of a plus as you can on top of Swift. And that's worth the five points that I'm going to lose this year, mm-hmm. I guess, is what I'm saying. I think that I can still put together a competitive lineup. I want to beat you by more than five points anyway. I know that we have close matchup where that five points is important, yeah. but... If all I'm losing is five points and I can get Brees Hall and Traylon Burks, maybe, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what kind of package I could fit together here, split the stocks. I know me and I would make that move with anybody else. Not that exact move, but the split the stocks, but Swift because Swift's like that. I'm so like, there's an issue with that because that's when like, to me, like I said at the beginning of this, like the brand of that became too important to me to even be able to have this discussion live on on air. Yeah. To be completely honest with you, but I know me, and even if you guys don't agree with this move that I just <laughs> mentioned, I know me, and I would do a move like that with any other freaking running back, no matter how good they were. I would do that move, but with Swift, even, it's been really hard to. Even if you were, uh, you know, undefeated right now. You would it's still, a competitive rebuild. Absolutely, because, dude. You never are content. Like, I'm going to con- keep my team competitive throughout the rest of the year. I'm going to, yeah. I'm, you told me I'm losing five points, like hypothetically, but, but for discussion's sake, I'm losing five points. Yeah. But now I've, you, I've also got more points and more potential. I can lose more players to injury now because I can keep, like, this, this is like that. The revolving door, like the competitive rebuild. My team is still strong. I'm getting younger somewhere else and I'm staying ready for the future. So I never need to just totally freaking rip it down. Uh, my best teams have lost in the playoffs and I've had shitty ones win. You know what I mean? So you just never know, man. Like this is, that's the competitive rebuild. And 
in me and Swift is the player that I haven't been able to do it. And, and I'm kind of glad in a way that you're, you're talking me like back out of it. So you yeah. know what I mean? Cause I'm not like selling Swift. That's not even what this is, but it's a player that I believe even with injury, I could do well with. And I would talk about this way about almost any player except for, you know, we get those three to five guys that become ours that become harder to part with because of the fucking brand. And I know I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, like it is a good policy to not get too attached Swore to any one player. Yeah, you it's, it, <laughs> yeah, definitely. You, put, you were yelling and everything. You put a finger up. <laughs> I feel bad for whoever has to edit this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, so the, but the thing is, if if we're right about this, if if Swift outscores Brees Hall by five points or more the rest of the season, first of all, Swift, you know, just just inherently does more for a championship roster than Hall does, even though it's negligible. It's still he still gets you there. And then he also finishes the season with the exact same value that he has right now, if sure. not more. If not more, if no, he goes on the right. type yeah, of yeah. run that he's capable of, if he's the guy that and and this happens every year. So this is kind of what we're chasing is just, you know, it's it was Jonathan Taylor. It 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 wasn't just it wasn't his full season that made that RB1 overall week. It was the end of the season, um, you know, the stretch run in the playoff run where he was just he was he was getting in the end zone you know, multiple times every game. He was going for 200 yards sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, and somebody's going to go on that run. I think that DeAndre Swift is capable of that. I don't think Brees Hall is capable of that in 2022. And if Swift does that, then you can actually get a value boost. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if you make that trade now, you trade away Swift now, and then he does go on that run. Yeah, totally, totally. But even still, I think that you're going to get if if I and and it is a gamble, but that's what this whole thing is like. Sure. That's what we're sitting here talking about is is gambling, you know. Uh, but you so don't you're think I'm shitting on, on Swift to be clear here to you and the listeners, right? Like, no, I I, I am curious why you hate DeAndre Swift suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I I get it. I just it's more of I a strategic move than like. Yeah. Not liking the player or liking Brees Hall more. They were just the examples. Totally. Yeah. And I, and I like I said, if, if you're not contending, I think it's a good move to make. Like you don't, you don't want to gamble on a running back who can, you know, take you on that ride late in the season if you're not going to be competitive enough to take advantage of it. So, you know, if, if you're not contending, go for it. But to me, if you're a contender right now, I stick with I would stick with Swift and I would gamble on the fact that number one, he gets me a championship, which is the point of this entire thing. And number two, that after he does that, he actually gives me more trade value and a greater return, you know, over the off season now that he's, you know, running back one overall. Yeah. We're gonna have to move off this because just because I know <laughs> not not in a, in a like disagreeable way or anything like that. Just because I totally. know I could go on and on and on. Yep. 
Cause, cause I mean, Brees Hall could get to that. That could happen with Brees too, where like he gains a certain amount of value. Maybe the, one of the players that you got in the trade is all of a sudden unobtainable yeah. and everything changes. But like you said, it's a huge it's, gamble and we could, we could what if the crap out of it, you, you know? So, but I do get what you're saying yeah. and I love Swift. Um, and historically rookies don't do that. So, you know, it's a, it's a much safer bet with Swift than with Hall right now. Fenero, do you hate um, Brees Hall, too, like John does? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I took him from his no. feverish to his hate. <laughs> not, one, not one bit. There, in week two, I was listening to a podcast, and, and someone had suggested trading Najee Harris and a piece to get Brees Hall back in week two. And in this particular league, it's 14-teamer. I won it the previous year, and my team looks great this year. So I didn't want to downgrade quote unquote for this year point wise what you were talking about with swift and i'm regretting the hell out of it now like just absolutely regretting the hell out of it so what was your exact move sorry i didn't make a move my the the suggested move out there was hey get Brees hall it was after week two oh and uh and it was like go get Brees hall by doing something like Najee harris plus and I looked at it. I even put it into a uh, like a trade. I just didn't hit execute. I didn't hit send because I was just was like, that no. The show? <laughs> no, it wasn't the show. I actually can't recall. I want to say it wasn't a podcast. Actually, it might have been the radio. But um, it was a good idea, and clearly it was. Like it was back then. It probably would have happened. Now it won't. Yeah, I yeah. did. Uh, I did Najee and um, Alan Lazard to get Brees Hall. Yeah, that's great. Which looks awesome now. Yeah, yeah it sure does. Yep. But, but I and there, there were different trends mm-hmm. working, and you know, on both sides of that, like Brees yeah. Hall was getting low usage, but when he was on the field, it was pretty obvious that this is this is somebody who should be doing a lot more. <laughs> he should have a lot more opportunities than he has, and then. Najee was, I mean, he got hurt, I think, in week two, and we started to see his usage decline. And Just yeah. last year, Najee was Brees Hall. Right. <laughs> yep. Right? I mean, we are talking about him the same way just last year, not two years ago, not three years ago, just last year. Yep. yep. And we were two games in, and people were talking about selling him for Brees Hall. Yep. Yeah. Najee's going to be a buy again at some point. Yeah, yeah, he will. He's getting there, man. He's getting there. Yep. Swags, do you want to know who I'm feverish about? Absolutely. All right. So, you know how you guys have heard of like cautiously optimistic? You've mm-hmm. heard that phrase, right? So, I am yeah. cautiously feverish for oh. Alec Pierce. Um, I don't own any Alec Pierce on any of my 14 Dynasty teams. Uh, he's only played three games out of the five. And in those, he has 15 targets, 12 catches, 161 yards. And he's got some really juicy, juicy matchups in week seven and eight versus Tennessee and Washington. And he's one of those wide receivers that's, that's capitalizing, which we always want to see, off of having an alpha on the team. Like he's somebody who's actually like, so Pittman's getting the coverage and he's actually capitalizing off of it. And you want to see that out of a rookie wide receiver. So I am cautiously feverish right now about Alec Pierce. I don't have any Alec Pierce either. Yeah, I had, I had no interest, which is where the cautiously comes from. <laughs> you know what I mean? A three-game sample size cannot change me and my pre-draft analysis, but I'm saying I'm starting to get there. I've got a fever for Romeo Dobbs. He kind of fell off a little bit this last couple of weeks, but, man, he's still getting targets. I think even that fell down a little bit last week to five, if I'm correct. Actually, if I'm not correct, it's different. 
<laughs> if I'm correct, it is correct. I'll find that out for you. It's right. five if I'm if I'm. It could be five if I'm wrong. Five. Anyway, five targets last week, three catches, twenty nine yards. So yeah, I still get a decent target share. I think he had eight the week the before. The Giants are a tough matchup this year. Yeah. Well, and and they kind of suck, right? Yeah. And uh, back in London too, this game was. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But I've I've still got a fever for Romeo Dobbs, and I think it's a nice opportunity to throw out some op- offers for him before he gets those eight targets again from. Yeah. yeah. You know I love that one, so. I- the Dobbs. The Dobbs. What do we got left? Wish ish or feverish? That was it. No, I think we're at predictions, dude. Predictions are going to be tough. <laughs> so last yep. week we had John Lobb on and he did really good with where is it Finero? Way down at the bottom. Jesus. He had Khalil Shakir and Kenneth Walker, rookies four and five. That's sick. and brought the I mean I think that's the highest score of the year with plus seventeen. Easy. For the guests and brought them up to second place with a total of negative 45. John, this is how hard this game is. Every We all have <laughs> negatives. This is how stupid this game we play is. Like John, every- John Lobb needs to hear this, Swag, because you only said it off the show. The it winner was the, has it was the negative best, 33 points. <laughs> it was the best possible score that week. You could yep. not do any better because Olave wasn't on the board, Pierce wasn't on the board, and Hall wasn't on the board. He literally unless they would have got the best one or two, but with okay, yeah, yeah that's tough, a good point. But, that's a good point. But yeah, so the winner of this game at this point is Finero with negative thirty three points. I mean, even last week, like Finero got sick, second place with negative eighteen points, <laughs> taking Kyle Phillips and Brian Robinson. So Finero can't use Brian Robinson. Neither can or, you. Oh, well... He played. Brian Robinson played. Kyle Phillips doesn't play. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Man, you got freaking lucky. Yeah, I orchestrated this <laughs> I whole thing. I didn't even notice that. Yep, I orchestrated this whole thing so that we could record on a Saturday. Well, and Kyle Phillips is on a bye week. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. So, I picked, so I picked David Bell and Trey McBride. Both of them sucked. And... <laughs> <laughs> I am That's the current awesome. loser. Both of them sucked. And because of that, I am letting myself pick first, and mm-hmm. I took Keontae Ingram, who John wanted for himself. So, John, this also snakes. Ooh. Okay? <laughs> so, you you get to pick where you're picking now. You do get to pick if you want to pick next or if you want that snake spot. Uh, Yeah, I'll take the turn. Oh, thanks, Fenero. Yep, no problem. So you're going now? Uh, no, I'll take he that. Wants, uh, he wants okay. that turn. Okay. Yeah, I'll take nice. the turn. I'll take the corner. I thought you were like taking the turn like this. Turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I get, I get my, I get my pick then. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going Tyrion Davis Price. Um, that didn't hand, help me. Handled 14 carries before suffering his ankle injury way back in week two. Returned to a full practice as, as early as Wednesday and gets the Falcons. Tyrion Davis Price. Hmm. I like that one too. And man, this is you guys, who else are you going to pick? My favorite thing about that is he's not on my list. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, even, I didn't even come up with that name. It's a good one. But yeah, I like it. Yeah. John's picking Sky Moore here on the turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, man, he somebody's gonna uh, somebody should have picked him, and he's gonna go off. But 
Uh, now for the moment, I'm, I know if I'm going to leave start it with, for me. I might have to <laughs> <laughs> just cause who else is there? Right. But, so I had three names. I was hoping Finero would take one of them so that I could, uh, so that I would have an easier decision, but that didn't happen. So, uh, I'm going to start with Greg Dulcich. I know I, I'm going to take him making his season debut. And so I can take advantage of that tight end premium. And uh, I just, I, I kind of think that there's a void to be filled there. Um, they clearly don't trust Albert O. Mm-hmm. They were very excited about Dulcich going into the season. So, um, you know, before the preseason injury. So, yeah, that's that's my first guy. That's another to... good one that wasn't on my list. Fanero, was he one of your tight ends? You said you had a lot of tight ends. No, I think his first game back, I, I did look at him, but I had some other tight ends I liked. I feel like yeah. you could go get, like, I, I've said this a lot throughout the show, so I'm, I'm not trying to be a broken record. Like, theme of the show, go make some trades. I, but I feel like you could get Dolchek relatively cheap still. One, he hasn't played, so he hasn't done anything. And two, so many people like Albert O for doing just as much while he has been playing. Yeah, which, in, in I mean, I obviously have an advantage being in Denver and, you know, um, having the uh, the local media uh, you know, hearing what they're talking about, but man, there's a chance that Albert O gets traded. Like they're hmm. they're looking for Dulcich to to take over so that they can just get Albert O off of the books. Like that's that's how they're feeling about this tight end position at this point. So, hmm. like Finero says, his first game that makes it tough. Um, but I mean, I don't feel great about any of these guys. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, I'll go with I'll go with Isaiah Likely. Damn it! <laughs> uh, yeah. No Bateman. Ugh. Yep. I yep. likely that. Yeah. Damn you! So I mean, just looking for him to fall into the end zone, basically. But yeah, there's there's a chance. Yeah, it was it was him or Isaiah Pacheco, and I feel like Likely has a much higher ceiling. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, let's go. I feel like I'm going to stay in the negatives going into week seven here. <laughs> Picking last, all because I wanted to talk about Keontae Ingram at the. Show. <laughs> I <laughs> like that one. No, I, I, it's who I would have picked. I seriously would have took him if if he was there. Yeah. Yeah. Finero, is that? Are you up or am I up? You're up. I am up, and I'm struggling. I'm gonna go. Mm. Yeah. All right. You um, take Sky more? No, Isaiah likely was going to make it easy for me. All these other guys are like just grouped as one big thing. So I'm just going to go ahead and just throw a name out there. This team needs them. No Kadarius Tony. Give me Wandale Robinson coming back from practice again. This is two guys that haven't played really at all. Uh, I'm just going to hope Wandale Robinson gets a role. There's no other wide receivers on this team. Galladay just doesn't even bother showing up. Wandale Robinson. Um, so I'm not taking Sky Moore. Man, this is tough. It's like I should take Sky Moore, but I'm mm-hmm. that stubborn. I'm so stubborn that instead of Sky Moore, I'm going to take Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, that's a good one. And hope that he just gets a little bit of work. I think it's his second game back mm-hmm. or second game of the season. I guess you can't have a game back when it's your second game ever. He should slide straight into that number three wide receiver. Nelson Aguilar's ruled out. Or the hamstring, yep. so that's going to help him a little bit. Jacoby Myers has been legit, though. Like he, 
Him and even Parker. So there's some competition there, but yeah, give me Thornton. I almost went there. Dude, if you would have, I probably would have went Sky more. And I would have oh, yeah? been so frustrated. I would have <laughs> went Sky Moore or Jake Ferguson at this point with the players you guys have taken. That's who <laughs> I, I had left on my list. I was considering um, Trey McBride and Jelani Woods as those other two tight ends. Um, the Colts have the like one of the best matchups against the tight end this week. So it could be could be a little more Cox, but we, Jelani Woods has already showed up with two touchdowns in a game. So one touchdown is going to get him in the top five. And Trey McBride is starting to play a lot more. So only 25% of snaps, but he's out there. And again, a really good matchup. That's the only reason I was looking at those two guys. I Anyone give any even remote thought? Who even knows if he plays Pierre Strong? With no Harris? I don't hate that at all. I, I don't know why we that. didn't mention it. I was it. thinking about that, too. I was thinking about that, too. I'd like to throw the ones I was thinking about right at the end of the show, just so I can say, oh, yeah, see, Anybody I thinking about here, it. Anybody honestly, like, <laughs> needs a shot. I think they deserve a shot. John, I, we super appreciate you being here. I didn't really actually do that great of a job introducing you at the top of the show. John is obviously the host of the Superflex Super Show does a lot of rankings for DLF. Sometimes if he chooses to, he will write at DLF. <laughs> what am I missing? Are you, are you doing any live shows lately? I haven't seen any go up in a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. We're pretty focused on the standard operating procedures every week. So, yeah. Uh, now I think that's a that's about it. Um, yeah, Superflex and Cornerstone rankings, which are uh, Superflex for... Um, year one, year two, and year negative one uh, rookies. So uh, I do that for DLF as well. Love it. That's kind of it. Yeah. I don't even tweet that much, man. I'm, I'm kind of over, over that there, part man. of it. I will sometimes, and then you'll you'll just be like, why is everybody like arguing with me? Like, uh, like yeah. they're really mad. I said it was a full moon, and I was a day early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a great example. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great example. That's Twitter in a nutshell right there. Just freaking enjoying the moon, man. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. You will not enjoy it tonight, motherfucker. (laughs) I took, like, enough time off. This is like a swear show. Holy (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. You're in rare form. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. (laughs) I took enough time off from Twitter that now, like, I just get almost zero engagement on most of my tweets and it's actually <laughs> kind of nice like when we first started it felt amazing to get like you know 50 100 you know whatever mm-hmm. likes and and you know you feel like you're going viral or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> now i'm just like all right like i'm just i'm just talking to talk ignore me yeah I, i'm not looking you need to say or want to say for your shows man or whatever because yeah. it's just sometimes it's not worth it i'll have something i want to say that i feel like is correct where with whatever part of my brain i use and it's really what i think and i'm confident about it but i'm just like you know what i don't feel like dealing with the people about this particular thing today <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Even, or those people that are like, oh, here you go trying to like have another hot take or like, yeah, dude, I really wanted to put up a take today that had 15 to 20 sh- people shitting on me for three hours. That's how <laughs> I wanted to spend my day, actually. Like, <laughs> how did you I know? I totally like, would have tweeted that if I knew. <laughs> <that> seriously. <laughs> like, 
I, there's like names you guys didn't call me that I was hoping to be called today and it didn't work. <laughs> so anyway, John, super appreciate you being on. He is at Superflex Dude on Twitter. Follow him. Everything putting out he does put out tweets probably more than he notices. It's yeah. always good stuff, though. It's always like the low volume ones that end up being the good stuff. You can get with his rankings. You're already starting to update your rankings. I don't think you guys ever end with that. I am at Swagzilla0G. He is at Artbox TV. This is at Rookie Fever. Five star review, this bitch. And we are out. And there's a parental advisory at the end of this show. Rookie <laughs> Fever. <laughs> Thank you.